so welcome back to another podcast. It's your girl Encourager Kim here with another dope message. Be sure to catch this podcast on Spotify, Anchor, and as of now, we're on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow me on Facebook to be updated on all the behind the scenes action of this project. And without further ado, let's get into the podcast. Period. Okay, you guys, so welcome back. Hi to all our faithful um, listeners. You guys are listeners, <laughs> not viewers. So, yes, um, as you know, it's your girl, Encourager Kim, and I just got this dope topic um, earlier this week. You guys weren't supposed to hear from me until next year, but I had to get this message out on the airwaves. So, we do have a special guest. We're going to get um, her message out there as well. So we have another feature, you guys, um, who've heard my last podcast should be familiar um, with her voice. So right now we want to bring in um, Encourage Room KK. Say hello. Hello. So yes, we have her in the studio today and we're just going to um, give another uplifting uh, message that we have. It's to all my godly um, listeners we have out there who are in pursuit of that just perfect, right, godly um, relationship. And we know that nothing is going to be perfect, but we can strive for perfection. Okay, there's nothing wrong with striving. So today our topic of the day is to um, the title is to the sexual, the sexual immoral. And we have a subtitle, which is. Marriage is honorable above all, and an honorable marriage kills competition. So let's get into the podcast. All right, so what we have for today is the question we have is, why is it that the enemy doesn't bother you when you're becoming wealthy? Um, And I'm going to just take a pause for the calls right there, just a brief moment. The enemy does not bother you or bother us when we're becoming wealthy because for number one, you know, God is against, you know, striving for money. Money, they say, is the root to all evil. So we should be content with what we have and pray um, that the Lord blesses us because he doesn't desire our people to be broke or empty minded, but he blesses us with creative ideas so therefore the enemy won't disturb you on your way to becoming wealthy now you may have some demonic friends or jealous friends around you that may throw you know like monkey wrenches in um your data collecting you know period time frame which means they may be distractions for you but the enemy itself it'll plant a seed in you It'll plant a seed. So some of us, um, you know, tend to strive to be the first millionaire in our families. And, you know what I'm saying? That's nothing that you should just think about all day. Because, you know what I'm saying? If you know that you got that generational um, curse-breaking spirit, it's going to happen. It's already done. The Lord has already chosen you. So as far as just being obsessed with money, no. 
God doesn't want that for our people. He don't want you to worry or stress about money or what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink. He don't want his people or what you're going to wear. He don't want you like that. He don't want your mind like that. The devil at that point has your mind. So why doesn't the enemy disturb you? Because, you know, when the enemy plants the seed of destruction in you, he's going to make you uh, feel like you don't have enough. Your house is not big enough. Your kids aren't clean enough. They don't have the right clothes. Um, you don't have the right friends. Your friends are look broke. They look dusty, if you will. Some of us uh, have eczema. <laughs> and the devil will tell you you look broke and ashy. You know what I'm saying? They think when you when you when when the glow up hits, you got to have a, a lot of money, a buku's in your bank account. Uh, but that's not God's way, because you can have a lot of money and be dumber than two screws put together in a box, you know, your toolbox. You know what I'm saying? So the glow up doesn't come with uh, things and uh, you know perfection. It comes with a healthy mind, a temperament. You know what I'm saying? The financial discipline to handle money when it comes your way. Now, some of us may be born into money, like um, the Trumps, you know, the Rockefeller, you know what I'm saying? They're born into money. You can't help that. But if you're the curse breaker, we got to look at certain things and certain types of things around us. We have to look at, I know it's cliche and sad, but you got to look at your skin color. You understand what I'm saying? We got to look at it. And I ain't talking about your race. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about the color. We, we we say that we killed that era, you know what I'm saying, to where we shouldn't be judged by what color we are. But growing up in, you know, uh, urban communities, it is the color. They tell you that lighter is fair. So for one, you already got to break that curse. You got to, if you're coming up in our dark era, our dark skin queen, shout out to you guys. If you're dark skin, you already got to break a curse. You got to prove, and you shouldn't have to, but you got to prove that. You're that much better than your light-skinned counterparts. Because the role in life, all of us are in pursuit of some type of role. This like Life is a stage. And they tend to give that star role, you know, that leading role, the leading lady. If you're coming up early in middle school and grade school to the fair-skinned, then you got to look at where you live. You got to look at you, if you're staying in a house or apartment. I mean, they don't tell you they look at all these things when they're choosing you. That's when man chooses you. But God rejects all of that. He rejects the physical. He rejects where you're from. He don't care about where you're from. If he want to bless you to be the first millionaire in your family, he's already done. So that brings us back to our leading statement, which is, why doesn't the enemy bother you when you're becoming wealthy? Um, because he wants to have control of what you do with your money. He already knows that a house divided against each other, it won't stand. So are you going to be the generational curse breaker? No. If the enemy has your mind, your only focus is how how I'm going to make this next dollar. I mean, when you're, it's like when you're on the pursuit of money, you're going to be like that, that heroin addict or that, you know, urban terminology, the crackhead in, in the neighborhood. You, you, you know, they say a crackhead work harder than any person on the planet because that that, that, that hit going to cost them $10. They got to get $10 a day. So at the beginning of the day, they're focused on how they're going to get that 10. So they up at 3 a.m. 
thinking about the plans and the schemes that they're going to get through to get that $10, that 10 bucks. By five o'clock, the end of that day, by six, trust me, they didn't got that $10. It doesn't matter if they had to steal a light pole, they had to steal your home decor off your wall, they had to steal a book. It don't matter what they did. Some of them might do some maintenance work to a car, they might have somebody put in a battery or something, but they gonna get that $10, trust me. So, you know, that brings us to the knowledge that we have, you know, those are the hustlers in the community. They're going to get it by any means. So you got to look at it. If a crackhead can work that hard to get $10 a day, what are we doing? What are we lacking? Okay, but if you wake up every day and the enemy has your mind in pursuit of money, he's going to use it. And he's going to use you to his advantage. You know what I'm saying? So all things and all gifts don't come from God. We got to understand that. The devil gives gifts too. So what are some of the devil gifts? Why do why he want to bless you? So if you ain't pursuing, you know, the generational curse breaker, if you're not trying to get your family out of an urban housing project, if you're not trying to uplift or feed, you know what I'm saying, the people in your family, bring the money back, set your family up right, be the first one in your family to buy that rental property uh, so that you can rent your apartment building out to single mamas or children that are, you know, 15 and they've been emancipated, but they need somewhere to stay and you know what I'm saying? If you don't want to start like an outreach program, if you don't have how ways you're going to share the money uh, when you get it, the enemy has your mind and he's going to do what he will. He's going to do what he will. So you got to wake up and think about if I make money, if I if the Lord bless me with a million dollars right now. Some people win the lottery, so you ain't got to worry about being, you know, in the pursuit of money. Some people hit the lotto. What are you going to do when you get it? Are you going to give it back to the community? Or are you going to buy frivolous things with it to prove that you got the money that you don't have? <laughs> so we got to think about it. So some of us are humble out here in these streets. Some of us are simple. You know what I'm saying? We know money divides people. It divides marriages. It calls a husband to get up by his bed in, in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. And, and get him a mistress. Money would divide husband and wife. It would divide mother and daughter. Money divides sister and brother. So they say a house divided cannot stand alone. If everybody in the house is divided, that house is going to fall. It's going to burn. So that's why the enemy wants the money. He wants you to focus on money. Three things. What comes with money? Sex, fornication. All those things are against God's will. He know that the money, if you're a male, what I just said, is going to attract what? Females. So you're going to, you know, you, there's adultery. You know what I'm saying? So God is against those two things. Drugs. God said we should not drink and obsess. And obsess. Did I say that right? <laughs> in excess. We should not drink in excess. Everything is done in moderation from drugs, even sex. Uh, drinking, we should not, you know, the Lord says, let's just kill that right there. We should be sober-minded in everything that we do because not being in a sober mind um, leads to distractions. We're easily, you know, we'll venture off into other territories. So the Lord wants us with a healthy mind. So that means that if you want money, guess what you need? Therapy. Whether it's financial therapy, like some people have 
a thousand, you know, I'm saying hundreds and thousands of dollars. And within three to four years, they're back broke. They're back. I ain't gonna say broke. I hate using negative words, but they're back where they're started from. Cause you can be, you know, have $2 in your pocket. You're not broke because you can turn them $2 into a business. You understand what I'm saying? If you got $10 in your pocket, you can start a business. So you're not broke. You're an investment. You're like, you, you are walking loan. You know what I'm saying? You're a walking loan. If somebody believes in you, you got money. So that's what we want to think about. You know what I'm saying? When you're in the pursuit of things, you know? So, right. So if you're looking for money and if you, you, you think that the Lord, you know, sent you a vision to where you're going to have more than what you need, that's a little more than what you need. You can be moderate, but you, if you send the Lord going to bless you for a book or anything like that, that's more money than what you need. You ain't got to live paycheck to paycheck, but you're not broke. You got money. You got stability in your life. Your your mortgage or your rent is paid. You have a car. If you don't, you know, believe in driving, you have enough money to be provided with transportation. You have food to eat. You're humble. You good. You got just enough. But if you want a little more than enough and the Lord can bless you, you're going to need some type of classes. <laughs> so do we need financial therapy? Yes. Because if, without it, you're going to be trying to spend money on. Oh, I got to buy this lace front, females. Dude, I got to get a haircut every three days. But where your hairline at? You know, let the hair grow in. <laughs> let it fill in. <laughs> like, we're going to be throwing away money on, like I said, frivolous things. You got to go buy an expensive car. Is that car going to make your return on your money, on your investment? If I buy a car, does it have to be a $50,000 car? What are you going to do with that? Are you going to put your products in your car? Or are you just going to look good scrolling through the community? Is that car going to make you money? Is you putting cargo in your car? So you can be moderate. You can be smart. You know, uh, some people go buy jewelry. Like, is that your jewelry going to return you an investment? Or when you walk down the street, it's just going to look like, <laughs> I got my ice. I got money. You in the wrong hood, give me that chain. So you got to get insurance. So that's why I said at the end of the day, insurance comes with what? Financial literacy. And that's where we come in at. We're your financial coaches. You know what I'm saying? So I had to take some financial classes. Along with taking financial classes, I end up being a financial advisor for um, an insurance company. So that's what we want to think about. We want to think about when we get this money, we all need coaching. What you going to do with it? Okay, start your small business. Okay. You need relationship therapy. Money gonna bring people. So people mean if you're a male and you're not married, you're single, it's gonna bring women. It's gonna attract women. They see dollar signs. So you need to know which women to correlate with. Are you gonna do you want colleagues or do you want a lot of uh, lady friends? They can take you down. If you if you have an anointing for a marriage, how your wife? you and your wife gonna get along with all your lady friends the lord said there should be one husband to every wife and one wife to every husband i mean you know what i'm saying so yeah these are just some things to think about we all need financial literacy and relationship therapy let's get into it so speaking of marriages and healthy marriages and you know uh what you call it relationship counseling we all need those things when um, we're in pursuit of a better life. All those things is a better life, better relationships, better opportunities, uh, 
being self-made, self-employed, income, income, all of those are, you know, the glories of the Lord. But we shall do it in what? Moderation. Don't let it be your main focus. And that brings us to our last fact. You know what I'm saying? Where the enemy. So once you get healthy relationships, you got a you know nice, you know, income, you're stable, you're gonna want to purchase some property, right? You're gonna want a home. You gotta be that generational curse breaker. You gotta be the first one in your family to get that property. You know what I'm saying? Getting property is an investment. You can buy a home and flip it. You can buy a home and turn it into a bed and breakfast to where, you know what I'm saying? You know, now they call them what Airbnbs now, but yeah. So, but the thing about marriage is the moment that you receive that revelation to have a better relationship and to be with one partner and to be, you know, balanced that's when you're going to meet the enemy. You don't meet the enemy when you're getting that money because he already know you don't know what to do with it. He know you're illiterate when it comes to money. You know, financial literacy, illiterate, you know what I'm saying, category. You know what I'm saying? But the moment you get that revelation, why does the enemy bother us when we get that revelation about healthy relationships, healthy partners? The devil, the enemy, whatever you, whatever you call negativity, negative energy, uh, yeah, that's when you're going to receive negative energy. Um, it hates unity. It hates being united. It hates, you know, a godly union. Anytime God brings people together, they'd rather see us divided. So whenever you get, you know, you spark up negativity, you don't understand why. Because you got that revelation. That revelation of marriage. And marriage is healthy and it's honorable. You know, in God's eyes, it's the most honorable. And you know what I'm saying? It keeps our bed from being defiled from unholy things. So the enemy wants to see us separated and apart. It doesn't want you to experience the fullness of God. Because when you experience the fullness of God, there come opportunities. Marriage, you get a help me, you get a, a lifetime partner. You know what I'm saying? When you ain't got your partner come in and God gonna bless them in the same turn. So you got, you know what I'm saying? That that balance, that equal opportunity. So which brings us to our guest, Kamaria. How do you feel about this topic? What are your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are, um, as I did research on this topic, and from the website, godlymarriage.com, it says, and I quote, the devil hates what is good, but despises a godly marriage, not just any godly marriage, but one that involves a God-fearing man and woman that are willing to be honest, trust, serve God, and remain faithful. The devil will send so many temptations that faithfulness alone kills him, end quote. That was beautiful. That was marvelous. Like, that was, that was, that wraps up the part. Like, that's a lot of knowledge for a, how old are you, Kamaria? I'm currently 14. Kamari is a 14-year-old high school student, homeschool. And that was beautiful. Everything she said, you know what I'm saying? If you got to stop this podcast and take notes, you, you need to because that rolled right into what we were saying. And we have two separate, you know, ideologies, but the medium in it, in it is the same. We have two separate notebooks is what I'm saying. And it still ties in together. That's called unity.
that was good. So, yeah, coming from a 14-year-old, y'all get it. Y'all get it. And um, right. So, yeah. So why do we need the godly marriage if we know the devil hates it? Because as women, we're not protected out here in these streets. You know what I'm saying? Your mother, you're an adult now. So you can't run to your mother whenever you have a problem. You can't run to your father, you know, whenever you have you have a problem. They they have their own lives. So your helpmeet, your partners, they're with you through thick and thin. And that's your protector. Men, I know you all masculine and strong and you know you confident and you're kingly and you're sexy and you're beautiful, but you also need to be protected. <laughs> you need a little protection out here in these streets. Because if not, your mind, somebody going to tell you you're sexy, you look up. One out here, one out there, you gone. You gone. And also, another point on why the devil fears um, a godly marriage, as it says in on reference.com a committed and sacred marriage is god's plan a godly marriage brings godly children and satan fears his army will weaken end quote so you're saying that you're, what you're proving is the, the reason why we need to be you know paired up and partnered up my facts is protection for both parties and you're saying that um, a godly marriage brings godly children. So you're talking about the next generation and that sums it up. So when you're partnered up, you are not thinking about you, yourself. You're not selfish no more. You're thinking about your future, your future generation. And that's what we call generational curse breaking. And this concludes our podcast. I'm your host, Encourager Kim, and our featured host is Encouraging KK. And you can find Encouraging KK on TikTok. Um, that's where she's giving her perceptions and her philosophies. And you can catch me on Facebook as a family. We're on YouTube. We have a family channel, lifestyle channel. You can also catch us on Spotify. Be sure to listen to us on Apple Music as well. Stay updated with us on Facebook and for more behind the scenes action of how we, for documentation of the podcasting and how we get into character and things of that nature, um, you can follow me on Snapchat at Encourage Your Kim. So again, this has been another dope podcast as to why sexual morality is important you know what i'm saying it's very important and why is it important to kill competition we should love each other we should not be out here competing because competition does what divides us as a people it divides the body of christ so we shall be whole thanks again for listening don't forget to tune in to spotify as well as anchor be blessed Let's